Hello, and welcome to the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement's podcast, Wonks at Work. I'm Craig Wilson, your host, a self-declared wonk, dad of two boys, native Arkansan, and I've been the health policy director at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement for more than a decade. On this show, we aim to demystify, boil down, and unwonk, if you will, complex topics so that you can understand how the healthcare system is working or not working for you. On our 22nd episode, we're going to talk about a unique data asset that we have in Arkansas, the Arkansas Healthcare Transparency Initiative. But before we get to our guests to talk about the initiative, I want to give you a little history and context. For nearly two decades, the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement, or ACHI, has hosted the Arkansas Health Data Initiative, which is kind of a precursor to the Transparency Initiative, and it's provided the organization with some considerable experience in linking data across sources. Now, the Health Data Initiative, or HDI, was started when we wanted to know the number of people who were discharged from the hospital who were also uninsured. We knew the number of people who were uninsured in a county, and we knew the number of people who were discharged from a hospital. But state law prohibited the combination of those two data elements and the identification of any hospital. So, we worked with the Arkansas General Assembly to craft legislation to create the HDI, which allowed agencies to submit data to ACHI on a permissive basis and allow us to link data at the individual level and do analyses to support policy efforts. And the HDI has been used, for example, to support Arkansas's graduated driver's license law by doing analyses using linked data from Arkansas State Police crash records and Arkansas Department of Health death records. The HDI has been an important tool for policy, but its limitation on use has made transparency challenging. And that was the case until 2015, when the Arkansas General Assembly passed legislation authorizing the Transparency Initiative with the goal to make healthcare data, including costs, more available for the average citizen, researchers, and policymakers. It is an effort to open the black box on how healthcare dollars are spent and on what types of services. Uwe Reinhardt, who was a renowned healthcare economist and who coined the phrase, it's the prices, stupid, also offered this example about healthcare transparency. In other industries, you know the price before buying and some perception of the quality, right? In healthcare, it's as if you're walking into a store blindfolded, believing you're walking in to buy a t-shirt, but you walk out of the store with polka dot boxers for which you get an astronomical bill in the mail months later. Now, that's just one of the problems that the Healthcare Transparency Initiative tried to address. And here to give us some more details about the initiative is Kinley Money, the Director of Information Systems Architecture at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement, which is the statutorily named administrator of the Transparency Initiative. Kinley is one of the only ACHI staff that is more seasoned than me, having been at ACHI for more than 11 years. She holds a Master of Arts from Oklahoma State University and a Master of Fine Arts from the University of Oklahoma. But her vast experience is in data management, governance, acquisition, validation, documentation, etc., etc., all of the data things. Welcome to the show, Kinley, and thanks for joining us. You are welcome. Good to be here. (laughs) So before we get to the more serious stuff, the hard data, right? Mm -hmm. what keeps you busy when you're not working? 
I am an outdoorsy kind of person. I am a master falconer and an avid fly fisher. Oh gosh, and the and and what's the biggest fish you've ever caught uh, in fly fishing? The biggest trout. Oh, the biggest the biggest trout I've ever caught uh, in in Arkansas waters was probably about 18 inches. It was on the Little Red oh, yeah. in, up in Heber Springs. The largest one I ever caught was about 22 inches, and that was in Colorado. Oh, wow. What's what's the most fun type of fishing? that is it fly fishing? I, I mean, Oh, yeah. It's the hardest type of yeah. fishing, but it's great, great fun. <laughs> great fun. All right. So uh, I asked this of all of our wonky guests. What would you say is your theme song? I'm anxious to hear this. Taking Care of Business Take by Bachman Turner Over. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. That's a good one. And I've been taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. I've been taking care of business. So give us the goods on the healthcare transparency initiative. What are the data that are included and how has the data been used? The, the data inside the Healthcare Transparency Initiative, the HTI, <laughs> H-D-I-H-T is in Tom I, is, is uh, very tantalizing. It includes health insurance claims from all the fully insured carriers in the state, which includes um, medical claims, pharmacy claims, dental claims, whatever your doctor provides to the insurance company to get paid. When you go to the doctor and you get that pink sheet of paper with the multitude of columns and small print, all of that information goes into the computer, into a claim to the insurance company, and they pay the doctor their portion. And we get those records from the insurers. So it might include diagnoses, it Di- might be right. services mm-hmm. that you get, mm-hmm. the, how much it costs. Right. And if you envision that piece of paper, you could have multiple checks on it and that the claims data, the data we get will have have uh, fields for all those. So we'll know what's, as you said, what services are provided during that visit and how much it cost, how much the deductible was, how much the insurer paid, and the dates. It, it's a very rich data source. And together, if you put your medical claims and your pharmacy claims together, sprinkle in a few dental claims, you can get a really good all-around view of what took place for that patient at that time. Mm-hmm. Looking at it longitudinally, you can get a sense of the relative health of that person, mm-hmm. too. So you, you mentioned the private side, but you also get Medicare and, and Medicaid. Exactly. Thank you. We we get um, Arkansas Medicaid data. We get Arkansas Medicare data. We get data from the Employee Benefits Division for Arkansas Public School Teachers and State Workers. And we also get claims from state-funded agencies like the universities and the state police. And that's just claims, right? I mean, That's just claims. So you get, mm-hmm. you get much more than that, right? We yeah. do. The Transparency Initiative enables us to also, to integrate with all of these data, um, data from the health department, including birth certificate data, death certificate data, like is in the HDI, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. hospital discharge data, emergency department data. There's a caveat there, which we'll get to, cancer registry data, um, uh, medical marijuana cardholder data, and workers' compensation data. That's not from the health department. but So you could really, I mean, I, ideally over time, you could really follow an individual from birth to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever doctors they saw and the mm-hmm. whatever pediatricians that they That's saw right. to geriatricians when they're older uh-huh. and then have their death record. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't know who that person is. No. Right? 
We don't. Right. And that's the beauty. Some might say the challenge of the Transparency Initiative, because in 2015, well, let me state right off the bat, the, tran- the data in the Transparency Initiative does not include any personal identifiers. I don't ever see anybody's name, their social. I don't see anything like that. Uh, when the Transparency Initiative was passed by the General Assembly in 2015, it, w- it coincided, coincidentally, <laughs> with several national data breaches, the Na- Anthem breach, the Home Depot data breach, and every uh, legislator got very worried about the safety of the data, mm-hmm. as well they should. Yeah. And so um, the... The team at ACHI came up with a, a solution that mitigated that risk by enabling the carriers to retain their personal identifiers for their patients. We don't get it, as I said, but they instead give us a code. We call it, its nickname is the hash ID, but uh, that represents that person. So I'll have a code XYZ, and I always know that XYZ represents this person wherever they are, but I don't know who that person is. Right, right. So you could you could link their dental dental mm-hmm. source claims with, with their pharmacy, pharmacy with the other. hospital data. Yeah. And okay. it this this process is pretty unique and we're one of the few we're the only state that does it this way. Mm-hmm. So much so that other states have have commended it and considered adopting it because their own legislatures yeah. legislatures have security concerns. So so how are the data governed and and who determines who gets access because it's I mean it's at its core it's about transparency, right? That's right. Unlike the HDI, right. the HTI, the the data asset under all of that is called the All Payer Claims Database or APCD and I'll say that um, acronym the, <clears throat> is it is intended these these data are intended for sale to appropriate data requesters for health analytics, health care, health policy, et cetera. So, so we can sell, quote, or package the data and provide it to um, state agencies, researchers, um, policymakers, and deliver data sets externally to that with all of whatever appropriately masked uh, to to further secure the data, a person, an entity interested in acquiring data has to submit a data request application that has, that's several pages long and has many, many, many questions. And that application, along with some other supporting documentation, is, is reviewed by at least two committees in, not in, after the ACHI team looks at it. And... Um, this process can take between three and six months, depending. We take it very seriously, the use of the data. We have turned down data requesters before because they wanted to use these data for purely commercial interests. And these data are not for that. These data are to do the appropriate research so, for transparency. You said commercial interests. So like if they wanted to Take the take the data and then turn around and sell it again, Correct. or if they wanted to use it to market a product, right? That, right. that wouldn't be an appropriate use. That correct. That okay. would be an inappropriate use. So, um, so there's there are these governing bodies, the committees and subcommittees that review the data request, that look at the data elements that are being requested, and ultimately a decision is made. 
by this entity called the Healthcare Transparency Initiative Advisory Committee, which is also in Act 1233 of 2015 um, to help govern the data. And once they've they've reviewed and they're comfortable with the request, then the request goes to the Arkansas Insurance Department. In the Act, the Insurance Department has the authority. They're the ones who sign the checks. Whereas AKI, we're the ones who manage the data. So ultimately, AID, the insurance department, has the final say. So are there, are there other states that have these types of data mm-hmm. sets? There are 17 states, 17 states that have an all-paraclaims database in some way, shape, or form. And there are two or three that are in the process of building one. California is just now building one. And, and do they differ from what we have in Arkansas in, in terms <clears throat> of how, you know, what data are included, how people can use it? Mm-hmm. Great question. Fundamentally, it, the idea is the same. It's, a, it's, it's a, an integration of health insurance claims and whatever other data. Uh, but every state is different. Every state has different formats that are required. They have different security that's required. They have sometimes they even have different definitions for the same field. <laughs> it, it is very noisy out there. Uh, and some states the, have enough state funding that they don't have to charge for their data sets. We have to charge for our data sets mm-hmm. because we don't have the state funding to support it. So... Um... So what is one of the most unique uses of the data that, that you've seen? So we've, we've, you asked me earlier what we've used the data for. We, we've had lots of, lots of use of the data um, um, over the years. But one of the most interesting, and I'll just say coolest projects we did, was a project that we executed for the um, CSUs in the state of Arkansas, the criminals stabilization units and they had to they they had to track a cohort of individuals to to see whether the CSUs were meeting their goals and the purpose of a CSU is to try to provide a place for individuals who might otherwise be arrested don't need to go to jail they just need a place mm-hmm. to chill to stabilize to stabilize <laughs> and so we uh, the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement analytic team got, with a lot of help and permissions, data from the jails, I think it was Pulaski County and Crittenden County, and linked that with the all-paraclaims database data and were able to determine that over the period of time for the cohort of individuals, the CSUs really helped. Yeah. They improved the the lives of these people, the health of these people, and they reduced cost because they reduced emergency department visits and things like that. And I... A small project, but an impactful project, and it illustrates perfectly what the data is for. So I can assume that this, these data are are just ridiculously complex oh, uh, yeah, to yes, understand. It is. Are, are there opportunities to to learn how to use the data? Well, the yes, there are. There, uh, I'll start by saying there is a, a group called the APCD Council. And you can look them up on the internet, apcdcouncil.org, and they are a collection of experts from different states, led mostly by New Hampshire, and they have access to a significant amount of expertise in using medical claims data. 
um, that's a really good resource mm-hmm. to to do that. Uh, for us, we offer. We're always available to data requesters to ask questions, my team at ACHI. And we offer quarterly data users groups where you can submit a question and we can address it with the group of people. and We can get audience input and, and, and we share our own best practices. The ACHI analytic team uses these data a lot yeah. and they're very good at it. So uh, I know there's some recent federal activity mm-hmm. around the use of these types of, of databases. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. At the end of 2020, at the federal level was passed the No Surprises Act. And it does many things, but included in it it was some attention toward all parent claims databases at the state level. So a moment ago, I mentioned that there are all these APCDs and they're all a little different. And it in states where it is required for insurers to submit data, like our own act 1233 does, a a submitter like United has to extract a custom data set for every state, quite frankly. And it's a lot of, and they don't get revenue for that. It's a lot, it's hard, it's a lot of work and can be quite onerous. And a few years ago, uh, as states passed these mandates, they had included self-funded plans and self-insured companies that have uh, that do their own health insurance. And these are like companies like Walmart Correct. and Tyson. Uh-huh. And who they, they hold the cost center to manage these claims. They don't hire Blue Cross or somebody like that to manage it. And the mandates were telling them, like Walmart's a great example. They have employees in every state. Mm-hmm. So that meant that every state with an APCD, Walmart would have to pull a file for. Mm-hmm. And and some years ago, the Supreme Court made a decision. It's called ERISA. There's, that's an acronym. I'll spare you. <laughs> that said, no, um, it essentially it removed the requirement for state-funded plans and self-insured like entities like Walmart to submit data. They mm-hmm. could do it if they wanted, yeah. but they, didn't, they weren't required to. Well, this leaves a hole in the data collection. So in Arkansas... We have probably enough medical claim coverage for about, I don't know, 80 to 85 percent of the state. But those self-insured companies like Walmart mm-hmm. and Tyson, we don't have. So what does that do? What it, why? Who cares? Well, what that does is create an incomplete picture. And if you are trying to understand overall health disparity in Arkansas, like why there's a 10-year age-adjusted difference in longevity between northwest Arkansas and southeast Arkansas, you're not going to be able to get a great picture because you don't have the whole thing. Well, anyway, let me fast forward. um, So so this, the No Surprises Act, the focus on the APCDs was to establish a committee to do investigation and ultimately create some funding that would develop what is called a common data layout that would be the same format for every state. So the carriers could build one file and send it to all the states. And that would enable the the, the Department of Labor as part of this. And they could they could reconsider ERISA so that the companies like Walmart and Tyson would just have the one file that they had to create, and then we could build this complete picture. Mm-hmm. So, and and under the the No Surprises Act, which which the the focus of that right is is protecting patients from surprise billing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
they envision that APCDs might be a tool that you could yeah. use to really um, come up with a with a price that the insurers and the providers who were not in a network could negotiate on and mm-hmm. kind of come to an agreement yeah. that, that they would you know elect to to have that rate that's pretty common in the area. Mm-hmm. And I know that the there was some legislation as well. Uh, well, it was it was a part of the same piece of uh, legislation. It included some funding for states to build or or mm-hmm. enhance mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the databases that they have in their states. Right. And I, I imagine that's going to come out really soon. A, a notice for funding opportunity. So, what are what are your thoughts on some potential enhancements in Arkansas to the database? I. We would always like more data, but I, the first thing that we would focus on were we to receive some of this funding is in improved uh, public use files on our website so that you, we, could, we could build files that were, for all intents and purposes, free that analysts could go and, and pull down uh, and build some more analytic tools that would be available on the website to make these transparent data more transparent. I know there's some opportunity too, really to, and and there's a focus on uh, Mm multi-state activity. Mm -hmm. And so I I think there's also some potential in there uh, to to maybe work with some other states that don't currently have uh, Mm -hmm. all pair claims databases. Our surrounding states. uh, So we could do some cross-state comparisons, right? right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. My final question, if, if you did anything else for work than you do right now, what would it be? It, were I to become unemployed tomorrow, <laughs> and times were tough, uh, strangely enough, I I would be okay bartending or waiting tables because it's fast work. But if I were, I'm not going to say how many decades ago, and I was starting over, I would I would be a veterinarian. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I thought you might go the the, the theater route with your with well, your I yes I. So I'd love the theater, obviously, <laughs> because I have two degree, three degrees in it. Uh, but I liked the execution, yeah, the directing and and the management, management. and and the decision making. I wasn't an actor or a singer; I was the bossy one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Kenley. It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Walks at Work. You can listen to our bi-weekly podcast on our website, achi.net. A special thanks to the Bobby L. Roberts Library of Arkansas History and Art, which is a part of the Central Arkansas Library System for allowing us to use their studio to record. If you have any topics you would like for us to consider, please email us at achi at achi.net. As a reminder, the views, information, and opinions expressed by our podcast guests are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The podcast does not constitute medical, legal, or other professional advice or services. We hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. And again, thanks for listening.